right, welcome back for part two of the French Revolution. So, as I told you before, there's, like, not happiness between the Girardins and the Jacobins. So, after the king's death, even more disputes and angerment, you know, just kind of erupts between them all. So, the commune, they wanted some changes, some radical ones, um, and so they put pressure on the National Convention to make some big changes. And the problem is the National Convention really has no power to enforce its will. Um, so it's like peasants in Western France and other places would not accept the decrees of the National Convention, and the National Convention really couldn't do too much to get them to do anything. Well, and also, if you kill a king, you know, other kings are probably going to be worried. So Austria, Prussia, Spain, Britain, and the Dutch are all pretty darn angry at France for doing this. And many of them took up arms against France. So the French armies are getting their behinds kicked at this point. They're not ready to fight against these other countries, let alone all of them, or one of them for that matter. So um, there's, there's people who aren't listening back home. There's internal problems. There's armies attacking them. So the National Convention gave some power to a special committee, the Committee of Public Safety. And this is 12 people that are in charge, and their job is to keep France safe from foreign and domestic threats. So I guess a modern-day example might be like homeland security, but these people are kind of crazy. And they instituted the reign of terror coming to a theater near you. Sorry, it just sounds like a movie title to me. Anyhow, Committee of Public Safety set up the reign of terror, and it was an effort to prosecute internal enemies of the state. In total, 40,000 people were killed during the reign of terror. And of them, 16,000 of them were guillotined, including Marie Antoinette. So let's talk about that for just a little bit. She was convicted of treason, and she actually carried a lot of dignity, and we're going to see this pop up again. While they were putting her on trial for all these things, she you know, just kind of stood there and accepted it. There was one little time that she was not, that, that she kind of like lost. It was like, whoa, 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 you've gone too far with your accusations. And, you know, if that's something you're interested in, you know, do some research on that. It's kind of a cool little story. Uh, I don't know, cool little story. It's an interesting story that it happened at least. Anyhow, so uh, while they kept her um, imprisoned here before her execution, they actually kept her in a room, and the door was really short for her to come out of. And the reason for that is as she would walk out, she would have to stoop her head like she was bowing to commoners. So that was kind of like biting your thumb in the face of, you know, Marie Antoinette by making her bow. Sorry, Romeo Juliet reference. Anyhow, um, as she was being carted through all this angry mob of people to her guillotine death, um, she was walking up, and the executioner, the guy who was going to kill her, she stepped on his foot. And her last words were, Monsieur, I ask your pardon. I did not do it on purpose. So, kind of classy for, for a woman that doesn't exactly, you know, people don't really like. It was a pretty classy way to go out. Um, so, Anyhow, Committee of Public Safety, uh, they wanted to make an example. Think of it like, hopefully none of you have ever had this experience, but like going to school on the first day and, and a teacher just starts yelling at a student until they get them to cry because the, the teacher wants you to believe that they're kind of, you know, mean and not to mess around in their class because obviously they just made a kid cry. I had that experience one time. Someone made one of my friends cry, a teacher did, and we were all scared to death, and it was a tactic. So, anyhow... Committee of Public Safety is doing this, and they need to make an example. And this happens with the city of Lyon. 
and there was 1,880 citizens that were executed, and the guillotine was just too slow for their liking. So they used this thing called a grape shot. Think of it like a giant shotgun shell. If any of you have ever seen the movie Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, the good one, they ran out. They didn't have any cannon, uh, cannonballs, so they put a whole bunch of silverware inside of a cannon and shot it, and it spread out and scattered. Well, that's what the grape shot did. They put in hundreds of pieces of lead inside of these cannons, and when they would fire, they would spread out, and all these little tiny shotgun shell-type bullets would go out everywhere, and they would spread out and kill a lot of people at once. Um, so um, there were just corpses everywhere of women, monks, children, priests. It was not pretty. And um, another city that was also an example was the city of Nantes, um, and this was a port city. It had water access, and that was actually pretty bad because they put people on these barges or like flat boats, and not everyone knew how to swim, and they would tie people together anyhow, and then they started putting holes in the barges and sank them, and yeah, people died. And of all the people that were killed, 15% of them were clergy and noble, and you know, that means they were pretty much targeting the clergy and noble for sure, at least. Because remember, this is 2% of the population, yet 15% of all the people that died, they wanted to, you know, were, were the clergy and nobles. So, um, anyhow, so, uh, and also remember, clergy, church, enlightenment ideas don't like the church, so kind of makes sense. Um, so, all right, anyhow, um, so after some of the domestic crisis is settling down, um, then we see this time, uh, this Republic of Virtue is what this time is called, and the Declaration is realized, and the, the Reign of Terror, not over just yet, more people will die, but, um, so there were some changes that were made during this time of the Republic of Virtue. Um, for example, Mr. and Madam became citizen and citizeness. Um, it made you sound more a part of the, the country and part of the state. You're a citizen, not just a mister. You can be a mister or a madam in any country, but you can be a citizen that is specific to you. You're a citizen of the United States. You're a citizen of that country. Um, and women were to wear dresses all the time, and education was given out to everyone for free. Sounds good. I, I wonder who controls what you learn. Hmm, Interesting. Anyhow, um, no more slavery in the colonies. Remember, everyone is equal, so you can't have areas around the world that you have enslaved people, so they got rid of that. Um, they tried to do economic controls or price fixing on things that people needed, like food, fuel, and clothing. I mean, and this sounds great, but the problem is the government is saying this, but they don't really have a way to make this happen. So it sounded good on paper, at least, but, you know, that's about it. Um, so, and then we see this move to de-Christianization. So if you, you know, Christianize, if you're going to Christianize something, you know, you're going to make it, you know, holy and the ideas of Christian belief and not well, de-Christianization, you're getting rid of it. So they got rid of anything that was Christian. So any kind of street name that had saint in it, so think of it like Saint Ursula or something, it is now just Ursula. They got rid of the saint. So no more anything with God. Um, and all churches were basically, you know, just destroyed or closed or you know, just not good. Priests were encouraged to get married. The Cathedral of Notre Dame, very, you know, big area. You know, we all know about it. Well, they got renamed to the Temple of Reason because, you know, Enlightenment, Age of Reason, it sounded better. They had a new calendar, so no longer was it, you know, B.C. A.D. Now everything was marked, uh, marked as 
after September 22nd, 1792, because that's you know when the revolution started, um, and no more Sunday as the day of worship. And they had a weird clock too of like how many hours were in a day and stuff. It was weird. Um, anyhow, um, if you remember, we said that they were fighting some and you know fighting all these different areas, and that's kind of going to lead us into a segue into our next unit, which um, a young up-and-coming leader uh, gets his birth, and that is Napoleon Bonaparte. So, um, anyhow, in less than a year, the French had uh, basically raised a million-man army, and they actually started to push their their enemies back across the Rhine. You know, if you remember, if you have heard of the Rhineland before, the Rhine area and whatnot. So, um, anyhow. Uh, now they're starting, you know, France is gaining some power and respect. Uh, the reign of terror is finally over, and we say that it, it ended with the death of Maximilian, Maximilian Robespierre. And this guy was just, you know, he just would kind of push people into to fighting, cause a lot of problems. And, you know, when they finally decided he had to go, they, they went after him, and he, went, he tried to kill himself, and he didn't do a very good job of it. He ended up shooting his jaw pretty bad and when they found him he was still alive and then they banished him up and then they killed him so yeah uh churches were finally reopened and that was kind of under napoleon's rule which we'll talk about august 1795 a new constitution was designed with stability in mind and finishing up here our new constitution had two chambers the lower house and upper house and the lower house is called the council and they had 500 people and they did all the legislation then there's the upper house called the council of elder they had 250 people and they accepted or rejected the proposed laws and everyone had to be elected and they were elected by electors or people who were qualified to vote and this new government was called the directory so we're going to pick up with some of the wars that were going on during this time and talk about the rise of Napoleon. So the French are not done yet. There's still more death to come. Don't you worry. I know that's what you're interested in. Anyhow, um, so there's more to come, and we'll pick up with that uh, with Napoleon uh, Bonaparte's unit. So um, I hope you enjoyed, and hope you um, leave any comments or questions if you have any. So all right, have a great day. Thank you.